Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Dr. Jerry Schubel, President and CEO of the Aquarium of the Pacific, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We've got a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the whole show is the president and CEO of the Aquarium of the Pacific, Dr. Jerry Schubel. Jerry, good to see you. It's good to see you, Art. Exciting times for the aquarium these days. Very exciting because on May 24th, we will be opening our new wing, Pacific Visions. And those that drive by can see that beautiful expansion. To me, it looks like a, a giant whale, but it's a, it's a gorgeous piece of architecture, and it certainly will add to the uh, attraction of the aquarium. I think it will. It's an iconic piece of architecture done by EHDD out of San Francisco. They were the architects for the original building, and uh, it's a biomorphic design. Wait so a minute, biomorphic? Yeah, what bi is that? Bio mean biology, living, and morphology. And the whole idea is to have it evoke the many moods and, and changing moods of the ocean. And so depending upon the weather, the time of day, it takes on a very, very different character. From the outside? From the outside. Got it. And what are some of the galleries on the inside? Well, the, the, first of all, the, the expansion is in a very unorthodox expansion for an aquarium. It's not about bigger tanks for bigger marine animals. It's about the one animal that is putting all the other animals at risk. So it's about us and how I we was going to guess whale, but it's us. <laughs> it's us and our continuing domination of the earth and the world ocean. And because of our belief that art and science together are powerful ways of telling stories, it starts with an art gallery, then it goes into an orientation gallery that shows how the relationships of humans and the earth and the ocean have changed throughout time. And it makes the point that the future depends upon the actions that we take, particularly those that relate to energy, water, and food. And, and then they go into this immersive 300-seat Honda Pacific Visions Theater. And it has a 130-foot-long screen, 35 feet tall, a projection disc on the floor, and we can simulate the sights, sounds, smells of the world ocean, wow. and even the seats will, will move uh, so that it, it's quite an immersive experience. Well, it's, it's, it's beautifully designed, and I can't wait to actually take that trip in those seats. But uh, 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 tell us, uh, I've been to other aquariums over the years, and I can't think of any one that involves not just the display of the colorful fish, but the kind of research and uh, a work that you're doing and the aquarium is doing to change our future. Well, there are a lot of wonderful aquariums in the world that have great exhibits, and in fact, that some of them do more research than we do. I don't think there's any aquarium, though, in the world that brings the latest in research findings to the general public the way we do, and this wing, new wing, will take it to a new level. 
Well, uh, it, it will become a major attraction, if not the major attraction, in the city of Long Beach. And it already is a major attraction. We get 1.72 million visitors a year. When we have the new wing open for a full year, I expect our attendance will go to 2 million a year. So that brings a lot of people into the city. And of course, that's good for eco economic and hotels and restaurants and all of that. Yes, it is. It, 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 it is. And I, I should mention, when they leave this theater, they go into what's called the culmination gallery. Oh, it sounds and, kind of final. And, well, it, and it, it, it tries to make the point, through interactive exhibits, about the choices that people can make to make this a glorious future. If you read most of the, the text or in the media, it's painted pretty grim of what's going to happen. And if we don't change, it can be a grim future. But if we change the ways we deal with energy, food, and water, we can have a glorious future. And that's what this is all about. Well, I remember seeing some video footage of, uh, I don't know what they call it, but this giant uh, uh, pool in the ocean the garbage, garbage the garbage yeah, patch. Garbage Tell us patch. about that. Well, the garbage patch, that in, in each of the five ocean basins, there's a gyre, and it concentrates. There's a what? A gyre, a circular motion. And uh, plastics are being added to the ocean all the time. When they get into the ocean, these gyres concentrate them. And so it's a problem. It's not biodegradable. No, they, they break down into smaller and smaller pieces. One of, but if and you, fish eat those pieces, too. And, and fish eat those pieces. And, but if you look at all the threats to the world ocean, plastics doesn't make it into the top five. Climate change, warming of the ocean, increasing ocean acidification. These are the big issues that we have to, have to deal with, decreasing in, of oxygen levels in the ocean. And that, those come back to, to energy and the kinds of energy policies that we have. And being involved in water, as, as we are with the Long Beach Water Department, uh, the uh, uh, only, I think, 2% of the world's water is potable, drinkable. 2 to 2.5% is fresh water. And, and, what's, and, and a lot of that is frozen. And then the rest of the 98% <laughs> is a polar, a polar ice caps, you mentioned. Well, the rest of the 98% is, is salt water. Salt water, salt of course, yes. yeah. And of course, we in the water field are looking at desalinization as a source, but right now, economically, it's not efficient. But it in many parts of the world, it is. And I think uh, the argument against it largely is it's energy intensive. And it is. But in California, we pump water from Northern California to Southern California. That's also energy intensive. And so I think what we have to do is look at the ocean in new and different ways within, without any preconceived ideas about what we're going to be doing in the future. Well, we invite you to visit the new aquarium with the Pacific Visions exhibit opening May 24th and, uh, and see what Jerry's been talking about. It's such an exciting place and the kids love it, believe me. So we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. 
we're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to POLB.com, the port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. We're back into our conversation with Dr. Jerry Schubel, head of the Aquarium of the Pacific. Jerry, you want to talk about ocean rise now. We're affected dramatically. Sea level rise is a consequence of climate change. And if you look at Long Beach, it, depending upon where you live, the impacts of climate change take different forms. If you live along the peninsula or in Naples or other low-lying areas, sea level rise and coastal flooding will take a big toll. If you live along the 710, it will be deteriorating air quality that will get you. And throughout Long Beach, the prospects of drought and also an increase in the number of hot days will be present throughout the city. So eventually, the homes uh, and developments that are facing the water or on the water will, will have to withdraw? It depends how close you are to the water and how much above sea level, present sea level you are. Sea level is projected to rise by two to three feet by 2050, and it could be three to five feet uh, by 2100. Those are huge rises, and it could even be greater depending upon what happens to Greenland and the Antarctic. What steps can we take as Californians to uh, address this? Well, I think we have to both mitigate, that is reduce the driving forces. That means significantly and rapidly reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But we also have to adapt, because what we do locally in mitigation doesn't mean a thing globally. We all share this atmosphere. It's a commons. The other commons is the world ocean. And the, this, the atmosphere has a mixing time of less than a year. 
So that means that whatever happens in Asia determines what uh, the kind of air quality and also... So we're locked together. We're, we're locked together. This is a global problem. And the solution has to be global. The solution must be global. That's right. And how do we get the attention of the world with all of the other things that are happening that uh, pe people like to put this out of their minds if they can? Well, I think, first of all, you have to raise the awareness of what it will mean to society if, if we don't change this over the And that's what the aquarium is doing, and that's what this new expansion will That's do. what the new expansion is all about. Yeah. But then I think you have to look at it realistically. What are the, the most effective and the cheapest ways to have clean energy sources? And, and It's uh, not burning coal or it, drilling for oil. It's not burning coal or drilling for oil or using natural gas, but also Renewables, solar and wind, don't solve the problem. They contribute to the solution. The largest source of clean energy is nuclear, and nuclear must play a larger role. That's ironic. It, it is ironic. The same entity that can blow up the world can save it. Yeah, but it's a totally different use of nuclear energy. So power, nuclear power plants don't blow up. Well, but sometimes they don't work. Not, but, well, that's, the way they were planned. Yeah, but you know, if they have the best safety record of any source of energy on the planet. Really? If you look at the number of people that, are, that die every year from co mining coal and coal pollution in the air, it, nuclear, except for Chernobyl, and Chernobyl was an anomaly. It was poorly designed, poorly operated. If you look at Three Mile Island, no one died. It operated just the way it was supposed to. If you look at Fukushima. Thousands of people died, not because of the nuclear and radioactive waste issue, but because of the, the tsunami and the earthquake. One person, one person has died from radioactivity. Well, you think about it, the irony that uh, something that we think of as catastrophic is really a solution to this huge problem? It, it's got to be a part of it. And California has made a mistake, I think, of scheduling its second uh, nuclear plant, Diablo Canyon, to close early. We can't provide the base load that we need without Diablo Canyon. So ocean rise needs to be addressed or it will consume us? It, well, it, it, it's going to continue to go, to go up and uh, we can determine how much it goes up though by the actions that we take. And we in California should be a leader in showing how to do that. And we are a leader in, in, uh, in some areas, but we're not a leader in adaptation of these new technologies. Or, or even in terms of the total approaches to mitigation. We're a leader in renewables for electric energy. But in California, 40 to 50% of the greenhouse gas emissions come from the transportation sector. Our transportation, public transportation system is not very well developed. We're a society of automobiles. And we try uh, bullet trains that don't <laughs> seem to work. We, we need different approaches, and we need to increase, as population grows, moving them into existing cities and towns so that they won't have to commute long distances. Amen to that. I know on one of your prior visits to our show, you mentioned uh, uh, fish as uh, as a source of food, and the fact that uh, right offshore here in California, there's this abundant supply, but we can't harvest it. Well, there's a, there, what, there, we are harvesting the supply that's there. 
What we're not doing, though, is farming the seed. There's the opportunity to grow a lot of animal protein in the ocean, fish, to replace and reduce some, not all, some of the cattle that we grow. Cattle drink a lot of water. You must be interested in that because you're with the water department. And, and they also emit a lot of greenhouse gases, gases, mostly methane. The ocean is, can be a, play a big role in our future, but it's hard to get the permits in California. We've never, never issued a permit for a finfish farm in state waters or in federal waters of the United it's States. It's hard to get permits for how, it's hard to get <laughs> permits for so many things in California, yes. but we need to uh, address that problem. We need to relax the permitting requirements without relaxing standards. Right now, permitting strangles innovation in California. And just for the record, uh, the w amount of water and uh, consumed in fish uh, is a lot less than in cattle. Well, by, by all means, they're growing in, in seawater. We got lots of seawater. Yeah. The only time fresh water gets used is in the processing of, of the fish. And uh, the average cow drinks somewhere between 120 and 150,000 gallons a year. That's a lot of water. We that have, is a lot of and, water. And we have five million beef cattle. Bingo. Okay, we'll be continuing this dis fascinating discussion after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. We're back continuing this fascinating discussion with Dr. Schubel about the present and more importantly about the future. And our future will be determined, Jerry, by what we do now. But over the next two to three decades, we'll go a long way in determining our future. And paint the picture if we don't address this. I think if we don't address it, the best lessons come from the geologic record. Human beings, we modern humans, we've been around a couple hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand years. The last time CO2 levels in the atmosphere were this high was in the geologic epoch called the Pliocene. It was two and a half to four million, maybe five million years ago. 
our earliest ancestors were around. At that time, the average temperature of the Earth was 78 degrees Fahrenheit, higher than today, and sea level was up to 100 feet higher. Oh my God. Your home is going to be underwater, Art. Well, what happened from 100 feet, uh, what brought it down? Well, we, throughout time, we've had these geological periods, so we went through a series of glaciations, and as glaciers grow, they take up water out of the ocean, that gets evaporated from the ocean, and so we're now in, in an interglacial warm when period. We think of glaciers as melting and adding to the water supply, <laughs> but they also grow and, and reduce the water supply? Yeah, because it's it just 20,000, 25,000 years ago, sea level was 300 feet or so lower than today, even 18,000 years ago. So yes, yeah, sea level goes up and down, but this is the one time that it is being driven by human actions and particularly by our use of fossil fuels, secondarily though by our land use practices and by agriculture. And California, we should be the world's laboratory for designing, deploying, testing, refining strategies to live in this new normal called the Anthropocene. And yet we're prevented from doing that by, as you mentioned earlier, regulations uh, that uh, inhibit this experimentation. And I think it hurts everything in our state. It hurts the economy. You know, this, we're this wonderful state of contrasts and contradictions, enormous wealth. But if you look at the latest survey, and you adjust for the cost of living, something like 40% of Californians live at or below the poverty line. We have the highest homeless rate out of the District of Columbia. In part due to restrictions on construction of housing that drive people to homelessness. Yeah, it, the cost of housing is way too high, affordable housing, and, and uh, we're not building it, enough of it. There are moves in certain cities to add to it, but we have a long, long way to go. And you know, we have, we have these wonderful colleges and universities, both public and private, and some of the best in the world. And yet, let, if you look at our K-12 educational programs, they rank down about the 40th in terms of the amount of money we invest per, per student and in the performance of our kids. So we need to get the political system more involved in this and more aware of it. And your aquarium, our aquarium, hopefully will do that. But we need to, to get their attention. We need to get people's attention and also make them aware, though, of the options. With just getting their attention and depressing them is not enough. You have to be able to show these are the options and these are the benefits of pursuing those options. And some of the movies that you have prepared here in the aquarium uh, uh, show that, show A, B, or C, which future do we want? Yes, and this whole new wing that we open on May 24th is designed to let people explore pathways to alternative, alternative futures and to discover how the decisions that we make collectively over the next 10 to 20, 30 years will determine the future we live in. Jerry, how many aquariums in America are, are covering this, this problem and doing what we're doing here? None to the extent the Aquarium of the Pacific is. There are great aquariums in this country with wonderful live animal exhibits, good research and conservation programs. But folk, in terms of focusing on the role that humans play now and in the future, 
none come close to this aquarium. Well, I see the kids in the school buses pulled up in front of the aquarium here, and hopefully uh, the engaged youngsters will at some time in their future life become part of the solution. We, we hope so, but we don't have that, that long to wait because the decisions we make over the next couple of decades are deter will determine the future they live in. So we have responsibilities to do everything we can to set us on to a new trajectory to a better future. And finally, what would be your wish for the change? If you have the magic wand to wave, uh, what one or two things do you think are most important to penetrate the consciousness of the community? Well, we have to rapidly and significantly reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So we have to get ourselves off of fossil fuels. And I think we also, though, have to acknowledge that we need to remove some of the CO2 already in the atmosphere and lock it away. How do, how do we do that? Well, th you can do some of it by vegetation. Plants remove CO2 from the atmosphere. But we also have to look at engineering approaches, chemical, mechanical approaches. Those fall into the category of geoengineering, and they worry people. But we've been geoengineering our atmosphere for 200 years with no plan at all. Maybe it's time to think about doing it in a purposeful way. Amen to that. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have an aquarium of the quality of uh, the Aquarium of the Pacific and having someone like Dr. Schubel who's passionate about the work that he does and helping inform the public about what, what needs to be done uh, at the helm of the aquarium. And Jerry, uh, have a minute to say whatever you want. Art, well, thank you, and thank you for all your programming about Long Beach. Long Beach is a great city. You know, it's small enough to be manageable but large enough to have an impact. It's kind of like the little engine that could. Yeah. So there are a lot of opportunities for us here to demonstrate what needs to be 
happening to create a better future. And years ago, it was always the little engine that could, that couldn't quite get over. I think we're getting <laughs> over that hump now with development like the new aquarium of the Pacific's Pacific Vision, May 24th, go down and see it. Thank you, and thank you at home for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.